As an artist, you very rarely ever see a song of yours get past 100,000 streams on Spotify. It's even rare to get past 50,000 streams, especially if you're a newer act. Now think if you're an artist and you could achieve over 1 million streams on a song. That would be amazing, right? Now what if I told you that there is an artist that has received over 1 million streams on each of his first three debut singles? You would think that couldn't be true. Well, it is. Hey, I'm Rob and I'm the host of the Take a Shot With Me podcast. I have traveled the world, worked on radio stations, and managed artists. Now I want to interview some of the best new artists I like and get drunk with them. On this week's episode of Take a Shot With Me, I sit down with Soma. Soma, or Nick, is a Berlin-Germany-based DJ and producer who has seemed to perfect a certain style of UK-slash-deep house music, which is taking the world by storm. An artist with very little known about him, he has been able to rake in the streams. After partnering with Select, a highly touted YouTube music channel, his music has blown up across the world. With his debut single, I Don't Want to Know, which came out in July of 2020, it has already reached over 10 million streams. His second release, I Can't Sleep, is almost at 5 million, and his third release howling is already over 1 million an artist that six months ago didn't even have one song released is now at 1 million monthly listeners soma is a name that i think will be widely known in the future so we might as well learn as much as we can about him now soma has tons more music ready to be released this year and is determined to achieve all of his goals nick is very dedicated and highly determined and i'm ready to hear and see what he has coming next so let's get into the show but first here's a preview of his first smash hit i don't want to know I just keep it to myself I don't wanna know If you're playing me Keep it on the low Cause my heart can't take it anymore If you're creeping Please don't let it show Welcome to the show. My name is Rob and you are listening to the Take a Shot With Me podcast, a show where I ask questions and we take shots, giving rising artists, producers, bands, and managers a platform to speak. On today's show, I'm sitting down with Soma. Soma, aka Nick, is a deep house DJ and producer based in Berlin, Germany. After bursting onto the scene in July of 2020 with his smash hit, I Don't Wanna Know, Soma has been racking up the streams and notoriety. After getting his song signed to select his record label, he has been able to amass over 15 million streams with only three tracks and over 1 million monthly listeners. In six months, Soma has achieved streaming feats that some artists never achieve in their entire career. As he is just getting started with his music, there's so much more room for him to grow. I can't wait to see and hear what Soma has in store for us next. So with all that said, Nick, how are you doing today, my friend? <laughs> Thanks so much for the nice words, man. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you uh, for the invitation as well. Hey, no problem. No problem. I'm, I'm interested because it seems like since this project has started, the Soma project, there's not been too much you know, information about you or interviews about you. So I'm kind of I'm interested <laughs> yeah. to learn a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds pretty crazy uh, as you're um, as you're talking about these numbers. It's uh, kind of crazy. <clears throat> well, so this is not my first project, obviously. 
Um, I've been making music for, I think, seven years now. Uh, at the beginning, I was only just doing music, uh, watching tutorials, uh, practicing, practicing, practicing a lot. Um, actually, I started making music uh, while I was uh, uh, in the US. I worked at Disney World after I finished high school. <laughs> so... I basically started uh, making music there because the EDM hype was just going on, and I did like, uh, like the the genre I did back then was was uh, completely different to what I'm doing right now. Um, and then, yeah, I just uh, tried a lot of stuff. Did uh, did another project, and uh, then, to be honest, last year, uh, beginning of last year, I, I really found my sound, and I knew what I w I wanted to do. Um, and I always uh, loved house music and especially like this UK house music thing um, that is selected, uh, that selected is doing basically. Um, and then I had the whole vision for a summer and I exactly knew what I wanted to do with the project. And uh, yeah, and now we're here. One thing, I'm also interested about the Disney World comment that you just kind of breeze past like, oh yeah, I worked at Disney World. Um, but besides that, like, yeah, you can kind of hear that your um, sound is so high quality for a new producer it's quite rare to ever have that especially like that takes years and years of actually like doing yeah. it and working on your craft um because i know you said like you had no hobbies outside of music uh when i had asked you about our little uh, uh before prior um but then that means music must have been like you must have been in love with it since you ever heard of it so like when did you yes. first start making music seven years ago what was the reason and why did you fall in love with it uh, i think it was 2013 obviously so i mean this year it's uh it's eight years then basically and uh yeah i played piano already for like eight years back then um and i always loved dance music especially edm music when avici uh and all those guys um became popular and then i just wanted to also start producing and I wanted to make my own music because I was, I mean, I was playing the piano, but I also saw these guys are making uh, music on the computer. Um, there were some in the studio with uh, videos out there and I was like, holy shit, they, they make music on their computer. And I basically also wanted to do that. So I just teach myself and that is how it uh, started. Yeah, definitely. So again, going back, what was what were you doing at Disney World? Like, what, what, how did that happen, and why did you do it, and all that? Uh, well, the funny thing is, uh, you are from Florida, right? No, I'm from uh, Washington D.C. Oh, Washington D.C. Okay, I thought you were from uh, Florida, but you know uh, Disney World in Orlando, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, this park called Epcot. I don't know if you've been there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know the German Pavilion, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I basically worked there uh, with like the leather pants and all this stuff, and selling beer and and uh, Jägermeister <laughs> and stuff like that. So that was, uh, yeah, that was like a program, internship program I did uh, when I finished uh, high school, and I just wanted to go to the U.S. and that was like a perfect opportunity. Okay, and is that where you first started listening to EDM music once you came to the U.S., or did you already have like a base knowledge? Yeah, I had like base knowledge. I listened, uh, I think I'm listening to, to EDM since 2011. And then like the hype was really going on in 2013 when I was in the US. Uh, Ultra was uh, happening at the same time. So it, it got me really hyped. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And then you said you 
So what was the original style that you started making when you first started mu- making music? And then you said you re-kind of thought about it and then you wanted to make this sort of deeper sound. Um, I started with, uh, to be honest, like like harder stuff, like more like big room stuff. Uh, yeah. And also tried some melodic stuff with the, like, like Avicii stuff with a lot of melodies and piano. Um, so I, honestly, I tried a lot. Um, but then after three years, I actually started a commercial project like electronic pop music. Um, that went pretty well, but it was never like the kind of stuff I really wanted to do. So this is like finally the music I love and, um, yeah, where I can really express uh, my feelings and what I actually want. Yeah. To do. And then why did you say that the UK style of that like deep house sound really attracted you than maybe, maybe more of a techno sort of German style of music? Uh, because I think the UK house stuff is uh, like melodic. It's not too dark. Mm. They have chords in their tracks. Um, and that is, uh, that is what I like. I mean, Calvin Harris, I think his, his music is also based on like the UK house music, but he really transformed that to like a global commercial thing. Mm. And, um, yeah, speaking of Calvin Harris, he's, he's basically one of my idols, uh, because I think he, he blends, uh, like all these components to like a really, really, uh, dope yeah, song. Yeah, definitely. His music is of the highest quality and he's able to, uh, I guess, com- combines so many different styles into his own sort of music. Um, was So for you overall, like it seems that you use quite a lot of chords, you're using pads, um, quite a lot of synths and vocals so far. Did you just know a lot of this prior um, before you even started the Soma project that this is the direction that you wanted to go? Um, or was it kind of like it took many, many, many years? Uh, yeah, it took many years because last year when I started with uh, Soma, um, I knew what I wanted to do. But before, um, I was just trying a lot and I, I never really had like this one style. And I think now, um, when you're listening to Soma, I think you can hear like this kind of vibe and like this, this style. And I try to like combine certain elements that really fit to this whole brand. And this is something that really took me years. Um, I also, work with uh, some younger producers and I try to teach them and advise them and stuff. And I see they're so skilled. Sometimes they're even more skilled than me, but they always want to do everything. Mm. And in terms of brand building and to really like build a, like a, like a great artist brand, um, like, like what I'm doing right uh, trying, trying to do with uh, Soma, you really need to focus on like one style and like really follow your Definitely. Path. Cause it seems that you've, dove straight into this sort of deep UK house style um, with the very uh, beautiful chords and uh, catchy hooks and everything. And you've dove straight into it. And that makes sense because at the end of the day, even if you could do 20 different genres, when you're building a brand, you need to start in one lane and then slowly build. And that's what it seems like you've been able to do that very well with 15 million streams. It's not not a bad start. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. I mean, in December, uh, when you hit me up uh, and asked me for the interview, I think it was like eight or nine million streams. Yeah. And now that we're talking, it's already, you, you, you said 15 million. I didn't even know it's already at 15 million streams. And I, I think um, 
I also passed the 1 million monthly listeners on Spotify, which is insane. I mean, it's, it's really crazy. What a, what a great rise in six months. So yeah, you know what? Let's take a shot to that. Let's take a shot to that. Let's take yes, that. yes, for sure. <laughs> so you've released all your music so far on Selected, which is obviously a massive, massive label as, as well as a Berlin based label. Did you have any connections to them prior to your first release or did you just blindly send them a demo and they chose you? Um, no, I actually know them for quite a long time, um, especially Nick, one of the owners. I uh, met him in 2015 for the first time. And I mean, we're both uh, from Berlin. So um, then, I mean, I, I didn't really focus on the selected sound for the past five years. That's why we didn't really work on something together. But then last year when I came up with the summer idea, uh, I basically pitched it to them. Um, but obviously the connection was already there. Yeah. Um, and they really felt this. And uh, that is when we started working together. Closely. So was it more of like a partnership than just like a one-off kind of like, oh, I'm going to give you a song and then yeah. move on? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Uh, like we basically we, we have a vision together to really uh, build this summer brand together, um, and I think it really worked pretty well so far. Um, so that is uh, basically what is planned for this year as well. Because it seems like you've obviously you had three tracks with a massive success on every single one so far. That's a unique thing. And I think obviously you want to build the brand and if they want to build the brand too, cause they see some sort of synergy there, then that's even better for you. Um, and obviously you have more tracks lined up. You have probably, I'm assuming you'd stay with selected. Yes, definitely. We have like, we have like uh, some sort of strategy and I think, uh, selected is becoming bigger and bigger and like their label is really getting like serious now um you see the the mu like the quality of their music is uh getting somewhere and um yeah we just want to try to also establish uh an artist under the summer uh, sorry sorry under the selected uh selected roof are you technically the first one or have there been prior ones i mean they they signed a lot of uh artists but Usually it's not like a long-term deal or like a, like a strategy behind that. Mm. Um, so this is something we want to work on together, basically. Yeah. You've seen their selected sessions. They've done quite a few. There was the MK and Sonny Federo in the, um, was it the Oban? How, how do you say it? Yeah, Uban. Uban, yeah. And then they had Medusa as well in Iceland. Is there any plans for you to have one? Um. I've been in the studio with uh, Nick from Selected uh, last week, and we talked about uh, like plans for a summer as well. And uh, yeah, that might be possible. Um, I mean, for now, obviously, they have some big artists lined up for the next Selected sessions. I really heard some uh, big stuff there. Um, but as we keep building the summer brand, maybe next year, I think there's like a huge chance that we'll have a summer selected session uh something oh, that would be awesome um but now also to your music you've already worked with um brenda mullen and nina chuba with brenda she technically had the song and the vocals already done did you prior collaborate with her to use her vocals or did you just use her vocals and create a track over it yes um i found the vocals and I found them actually in 2019. It was summer 2019, so a long time ago. 
Um, I played around with it because I like I love this acoustic version of hers, and um, that is also like that was like the first time I came up with the summer sound. Um, and then I approached her on Instagram, um, showed her my version. She loved it. And then, um, yeah, we, we, we then, uh, kept working on this together. And, uh, basically that was our first release on selected. Yeah. And then it seems like at first I actually thought it was like, ah, sadly, sorry, Nina, uh, or Brenda. Um, but did you like transpose it or like, how did you kind of get it to that yeah. different octave? Yeah, basically transpose it so like pitch it down it's not like a complex process you simply yeah. pitch down the whole track uh by like i don't know four semitones maybe and then um everything else you can hear i just build it around like the drums the like this uh kind of steel drum summer sound and all the other elements um yeah yeah because you can hear you can hear it's very different than her original vo- uh, version but um with nina did you guys work on a track prior to um I can't sleep or is just it was just kind of happened. Uh this happened basically uh because selected they I mean this is also like there's also like an original version of I can't sleep. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard that. But it's also like a slower version and we thought about doing something similar uh, similar to uh, I don't want to know and they approached me with this idea. So they sent me the, the original track and they said, hey, uh, listen, this is like a cool track. I think this could be uh, great if you turn it into like a summer uh, summer sounding track. And then I basically did some kind like of remix. Yeah. And um, we released it as an original then together. Okay. With yeah, because yeah, yeah. I actually I didn't know that it was um, there was a prior version. I thought you guys just collaborated naturally, but that's that's cool to know that you kind of like they sent you this, and then you kind of did a remix, but it was more or less an original. Um, yeah, and then also the howling, the male vocals. Is that you? <laughs> no, I, I, I wish, man. I wish. Uh, these are my, my friends, uh, two friends of mine. Um, secret project yet, uh, but we have like a few other tracks in store. Um, one of uh, those is coming out in March. I think you heard it on the selected mix already. It's the same. Yeah, these are the same guys. Um, so you will definitely hear a lot more from them. But they like their voices are insane. Um, so is it multiple guys or is it just one? Yeah, it's two guys actually. But oh, but on the track, it's one of one of the guys. Uh, but okay, they okay, basically okay. sound the same. They're brothers. <laughs> oh Jesus! So they both <laughs> have that kind of like low baritone. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So are they? Both singers, or is it one singer, one producer? No, both, both, a... both singers. Yeah. Oh wow! So I'm, I'm hoping there's more music sounding yeah, like that. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Definitely, definitely, we'll be in the studio uh, next Wednesday again. Yeah, because they have such a unique style, and I feel like did they approach you, or did you approach them, or like how'd that kind of happen? Yeah, I approached them um, because a mutual friend of us introduced us, and um, yeah, then we started working. Uh, together on howling then we wrote another huge original track that is coming out and then um yeah we kept on working together but actually i approached them yeah Yeah, so they're you're saying that they're like a new project like they haven't really done their own branding yet exactly yeah okay okay so yeah that makes sense then why they're not you know featured whatever um soon though soon let's hope Soon, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will uh, have a have a project for this. Perfect. All right. So let us go. Let's take another shot to that because I feel like might as well. <laughs> Cheers, man. Soma, you have blown up in 2020. 
Sad that we couldn't see you play any live shows, though, this year. Hopefully, 2021, we shall. But was there one artist, page, or place that you saw supporting your music that just really blew your mind? Uh, actually, uh, two days ago, there was like a huge influencer. But uh, I'm embarrassed. I forgot the name. Maybe you saw it on my Instagram story. It was like a guy with over 600,000 uh, followers on Instagram. It's like an influencer from Dubai. And he basically uh, posted, I can't sleep in his story, like holding his iPhone in front of like one of the huge skyscrapers. Uh, and a friend of mine sent it to me and I was like, whoa, crazy. Uh, it's, it's just insane to see other people, like also like huge people um, sharing the music. Um, so I really feel like, um, yeah, people start to share my music. Also, like some some influencers and guys that have bigger, like bigger big, names, bigger names and bigger audiences. Yeah. Were there any artists that like did support you or have played your music? Well, uh, you're talking about DJs and stuff. Uh, not as far as I know, but I think also due to the fact that there weren't any live shows uh, so far. And also, to be honest, I didn't really follow like live streams and all this stuff. I wasn't, I was <laughs> focusing on making music all the time. Um, yeah. And this live stream thing, um, yeah, became a little boring to me. So, uh, yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I didn't really follow that. So, my, my, yeah. my, might be some, uh, some musicians supporting my music. Uh, I definitely hope that, uh, it will be supported in the future. Yeah. So for you, I know like when I was living in London, there's some massive radio stations like BBC Radio One, uh, Kiss FM. Were Are there any radio stations that are like German based or Berlin based that you're like, I, I'm dreaming of being played on there? Yeah, definitely in the UK, it's BBC Radio One. Um, okay. I think this is like a dream. Uh, if they start to play... My music, this yeah, th this would be a, a dream coming true, um, and I pray for it because uh, it's a really uh, big station, especially for this kind of music, like house music, dance music, and uh, also for the commercial stuff. But they have like a huge name, and their brand is big in the UK. Oh yeah, but for you in Germany, is there one in Germany? Um, well, there are like a few big stations here in Berlin, for example, mm -hmm. uh, Energy or Kiss FM. Um, yeah. I hope that they also will support my music one day. I'm waiting for it. Um, but is there like, so I don't know exactly what the classic German or Berlin style is. Is this very different than your music? Uh, yeah, I think it's very different. It's like this kind of techno dark thing. Mm. Um, it's not as melodic. I think it's uh, more subby, more clubby, you know, like, and more yeah. like dark, just darker. It hasn't so mm. many bright elements um i think it's also not that hooky i mean i yeah. love to work with hooks and not too complex the complex uh, the, the songs not too complex just like hooky songs um and i think like the berlin vibe is is not about vocals it's just about um like vibes created by like instrumentals and maybe just like a few vocal elements but i think think in general like the typical berlin dance music is not as commercial as my stuff oh no <laughs> definitely not um because i've i've listened to berlin techno i've listened to industrial techno have yeah. you heard of the headless horseman no okay so i was at mix mag uh center in london 
uh, one of my friends works there and he invited me to pretty much, they have like these secret shows in their basement with like a lot of DJs. They do all their live streams and stuff from there. And one of them was this industrial techno artist named the Headless Horseman. He was from Berlin. I think it was from Berlin or at least he was German. And it was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He just was like, he was making loops with synths and just like all, everything was live. It sounded weird. I was confused, but like, he also has like a curtain over his face. So you don't actually know who he is. Um, it was just weird. It was, I didn't, I didn't know if this was like the style normally in Germany, you're just at a club and there's just like this heavy sort of like punching you in the face bass with just like weird sounds coming out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm not trying to offend anybody in Germany that enjoys this music because it is kind of cool, depending upon what you like. So definitely, it's it's cool music. <laughs> I mean, to, to party too, it's cool music. But um, like, I couldn't imagine sitting in my studio and making this kind of music because I think it would make me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I couldn't imagine me just like sitting in my room, just like you know chilling listening to exactly. techno music yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um now for soma the brand who do you feel would be your dream collab that would take your music to the next level and your brand to the next level well uh this is super unrealistic but um i would go with kelvin really i mean i mean uh you know like the disciples and kelvin harris story right so they uh no I mean, they basically created, um, hold on, I have to check. So yeah, How Deep Is Your Love? Sorry. Um, they wrote, you, you know How Deep Is Your Love, right? Yeah. They basically wrote it uh, together with a songwriter, uh, with this huge songwriter, Ina uh, Ralson. Um, okay. And they sent the idea to Calvin and he, he loved it. And then they uh, finished it together and basically released it as a collab. And back then, I mean, Disciples was a name already, but not as big as they are today. Um, and this is something, uh, that would be like some, some kind of dream story. So maybe in two years, yeah. uh, once I've like <laughs> kind of established the brand, maybe I come up with a track, I send it to him and then, um, we get to release a track together. That would be a dream, I guess. Yeah. If, if somebody has done it in the past, I feel like it's still possible. I think another person that might be interesting is Diplo's kind of new emergence with his, um, kind of underground deeper yeah, label. Definitely, definitely. I mean, and he did some, uh, he did like a lot of house collaborations in the uh, in the past with Sonny Fodera and um, some other guys. I think this could be uh, even more realistic since I know that he he is actually watching what is going on with Selected and he posted like the Selected playlist where he is featured with two tracks. He posted it uh, two times in his story so I think he's keeping an eye on the playlist. Maybe he even listened to Soma already. Who knows? So, um, yeah, if I got an idea, maybe I should try to send it to him. Might as well. Is there any artists on, I guess, the page for Selected that you're looking at as like, oh, I'm kind of interested in maybe collaborating with them or just like hearing more music from them? Um, are you talking about like the playlist, the Deep House uh, 2021? Just any sort of music that they've more or less either featured on their page or even in the playlists. I mean, Medusa is obviously like also quite a big name and they yeah. basically started a new project. And I think this is like even much bigger than anything else because they came up with this, with their first track and it became an international hit already. And yeah. while still like 
kind of focusing on this more underground style, not too commercial. So I think they're also like artists that are really interesting and I, I'm, I'm following them and watching their steps. Yeah. Is there any unknown artists that you're thinking are going to be pretty big? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, like two good friends of mine. They're pretty young guys. Um, one of them is called uh, Yuma and the other guy is called <laughs> Jules and they're not, not uh, quite popular yet. But I will uh, release a track with them next month, also on Selected. Um, oh, wow. It's a little teaser here. And I <laughs> think they're just insanely skilled. Um, so you will Producers. you will definitely hear a lot of uh, a lot more music uh, from them. Are they from uh, Germany or um, Yuma? He's from Germany. Yes, uh, he's from Frankfurt. And Jules, he's uh, from the US. I think he's from New York. Oh, cool! So you're obviously not afraid to collaborate around. I feel like that's the biggest thing now is like you're connected to everybody. So why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, teamwork makes a dream work. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I love to work with people. So if they understand my vision, um, yeah, I love to collaborate. Definitely. Yeah. So did they reach out to you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like DMs. Yeah. 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 It's, it's <laughs> funny because, uh, I mean, my Instagram channel is not big at all yet, but there's so many producers hitting me up. Um, That's awesome. Maybe like three, four producers per day uh, asking me questions and stuff. And uh, but I love that because, um, yeah, I can just uh, tell them what I know. I mean, I don't know so much, but like what I know, I can share with them and my story, uh, how I got signed to Selected and stuff. And um, yeah, so I, I love to share share my uh, experience you seem like you want to teach are you are you kind of like open to being a producer that teaches other artists because you said you already worked with some other people um yeah definitely i also think about doing uh like videos uh well like streams with me uh being in the studio producing um but i'm just too lazy to set everything up yet so but this might be something uh i, w I will do in the future and then maybe I can share some tips there. But I feel like you still have time. Like you're still technically, even though it seems like you've done so much, it's only been six months. So it's like, you still need to like take your time to grow everything yeah, exactly. else while putting out music and everything else. Yes. Yeah. It Technically you've done a lot more than a lot of other people in a very short time, but you've still been working for seven years. So it makes sense. You've, you've done the work. Now you are kind of reaping the benefits, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. And I just like, I tried a lot, like I said, and now I just like, I have the strategy in my head and I know where I want to go. And I think this is like the fundamental thing as an artist. Otherwise you just, uh, yeah, you do a lot and you don't know uh, where to focus on. And that's like when you're not, when you're not working, uh, efficiently. With that said, for somebody who knows their brand, let's take a shot to that. As someone so dedicated to music as you seem to be and very little time or want to do things outside of that, you must watch TV or you must have seen movies. I'm hoping so. I don't know. Maybe you have or maybe you haven't. Therefore, I want to know, for you personally, what are your favorite American TV shows and movies, if applicable, or what are your favorite German TV shows and movies? Well, my favorite TV uh, movie... Is definitely Star Wars, Star Wars series, like the whole uh, nice, nice. universe. Um, I love Mandalorian as a TV oh, show. Really? Yeah, I love it. I personally love it. Um, and then I also love uh, Breaking Bad and also Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love uh, I love these uh, TV shows. 
Those are your favorite ones? Yeah, I think they're my favorite ones at the moment. Uh, I watched the whole Star Wars, uh, like all the Star Wars movies in December. Um, yeah. You watched all of them in December? That was a, yeah, because, that quickly? Be, because, yeah, because I finished uh, The Mandalorian, because like I think the last, uh, uh, the last episode came out in December, and then I was, I was still so hyped, and I started with the Star Wars movies. And then um, I also finished uh, Better Call Saul, uh, I think two weeks ago. And then I was like, okay, but now I want to uh, watch more from this universe. So then I started yeah, yeah. Uh, watching Breaking Bad again. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So like for like because because when I watch something, I always like feel the vibes. Mm. If you know what I mean, it's just like I'm 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 someone who's like really into vibes and like like the feelings and everything. Yeah. And when I'm watching something, I'm really into that universe, and I'm like I'm getting the feelings from this like yeah like surroundings and this whole atmosphere definitely and then i like to just keep watching this kind of stuff yeah so then for you for german tv shows and movies do you watch many or do you have a favorite in germany yeah not really really (laughs) (laughs) i I prefer american uh, tv shows (laughs) so yeah you yeah because no go ahead i I watch them in english language Uh, um i prefer that okay that's why yeah because it seems like you have a very proficient um handling of the english language so you prefer watching things mainly in English than in German? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Definitely. what about UK then? Because it seems like you're very involved in the UK. Are there UK shows that you like? Uh, not really. I only know Jordy Shore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. Oh, God. That's all. Probably the worst yeah. part about England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That or Love that's Island. So that or Love Island. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I love Island, obviously. Yeah, we have this in Germany, actually. You, you got that in the US as well? I think they're trying to make a version of the Love Island. Um, but we had, like, obviously, Geordie Shore is the Jersey Shore for us. Yeah. Um, and then Love Island, they had another one called, like, Love is Blind or something on Netflix. It was kind of like a similar take on it. And it had, like, you know, mainly Americans and then a few, I think. English people as well, but it was, it was, it was terrible. But again, Love Island is terrible. So wait, what's the kind of German style? Is it pretty much the same? Yeah, it's basically the same. It's called Love Island. It's the same concept. It's the same look. I think they just, uh, used the same concept. Oh, so where is it? So obviously is it still in Spain? Yeah, it's in Spain. It's, uh, Mallorca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, cause I, is it as big as it is in the UK where like people will literally go to the pubs and watch Love Island? Oh, no, it's not, not <laughs> no, as big. No. no, not, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, like I don't, it was the weirdest thing because I'd never seen Love Island and I actually didn't know what it was when I first went to uh, England. And then I was working at pubs and stuff and they ended up actually like people were so in love with it because it was pretty much on more or less every single day. They would come to the pub and reserve a TV to just watch Love Island. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I was just like, this is too much. Like, this is not a good show. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? No, 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 that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, so furthermore, as I couldn't find too much information on you as Soma, there's probably more information on you out there, but I just couldn't find it. Um, I had to get a little bit creative. So I wanted to research Berlin a little bit. So I decided to look up some of the best clubs in Berlin. And I want you to tell me if you've been there and if they're overrated or actually some of the best. So 
I'm going to give you five. I've taken about 12 down, but I'm going to pick out five and see which ones are the best. So the first one, excuse my German pronunciation, so sorry. Berghain and Panorama Bar. How is that? Yeah, Berghain. Berghain. <laughs> um, I mean, this is like the, the most popular club, basically. I think it's famous all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, um, this is like, if you're in Berlin, you have to go to Berghain, basically, because this is quite an experience. It's unusual. Really? Um, I won't say why. <laughs> Uh, maybe you have to research a bit more and then you will see why. Um, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool club. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool club. If you want something extraordinary, you should go to Berkeley. Extraordinary. <laughs> so it is a very unique place to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. They have everything, dark rooms and all this kind of stuff. Uh, okay. So it's like multiple rooms inside the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's enough to know. Um, so number two, I think it was Sipsos. Uh, Zisifos. Yeah, I was never gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also yeah, that's also a dope club actually. Um, yeah, love it. Which one? can definitely recommend that one. Um, also, I kind of want to know is what type of music would um, this, whatever you just said Zisifos. Yes, Zisifos. Zisifos. I mean it's. Basically all techno, like Burkhan is techno, Sisyphos is techno, but I think it's a little different there. Like Sisyphos is not as dark as the Burkhan maybe, oh, Okay, but it's basically techno as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's mainly going to be techno clubs because I think there were a few different ones, but it just seems like techno clubs are going to be like the, the standard. Yeah. Like, like the best clubs, like the most popular clubs, they're all techno clubs. Like the commercial clubs, they're not, not that popular actually. Um, where you get to listen like hip hop and like commercial commercial stuff. That's like maybe for people for, like traveling to Berlin, but like the like the actual Berlin people, they go to these techno kind of clubs. So it's like no most of the time, like whenever you go to a big city, like the techno club is technically the underground club, and the hip hop club is the big club. So you're saying that this is opposite. So like in Berlin, the techno clubs are the big clubs, while like the hip hop pop stuff is the underground. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so. That's that's unique for sure. Um, so my third one, Salon zur Wilden Renate. Yeah, Salon zur Wilden Renate. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Salon zur Wilden Renate. It's actually called Wilde Renate. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so we say Wilde Renate here in Berlin. Uh, that is also quite a cool club. It's uh, basically built um, in like an old Berlin like house, like an apartment house. So you also have like rooms you have like, but it's not like fucked up or something, it's, okay. but it's, it's still interesting. Like, like a lot of rooms and you just like, it's not like, like one dance floor. So you can basically go like through the club. Um, you have like a lot of, yeah, single rooms, really interesting. Oh, so it's more like, um, so you said it's an old apartment building. So like there's different floors and rooms and every single one has like a different, I guess, DJ and a sound. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but still uh, techno, techno, like a lot of techno. Okay. They, they might have different DJs, but they all spin like techno, maybe house, mm. but also not the house like we're talking about. Not like, <laughs> like summer house or like selected kind of stuff. It's more like something between techno and house. So like a tech house? Yeah, maybe tech house. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, fourth one, Kit Kat. Oh, yeah. Very interesting also. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lots of interesting clothes. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also like a uh, very interesting party once a week, I think it is. Um, <laughs> I won't say too much about it, but uh, also yeah, a really interesting club. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I like that. They're very interesting. Um, one more I'm going to pick, and then I want you to pick your favorite one. So, Chalet. Oh, Chalet, uh, yeah, I definitely heard about it, but I've never been there, uh, to be oh, honest, okay. so I can't say too much about it. Uh, okay. Watergate is actually another pretty big club. I don't know if it's on your list as it well. It is, yeah. Uh, also, beautiful club at the Spree, so at, like, the, the river. Mm. And they have, like, they have actually more kind of house music uh, styles, so if you want to enjoy this kind of music, you should go to Watergate. Watergate. So that is that your favorite club to go to? Um, yeah, I think this this is one of the one of my favorite clubs. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 unique that there's obviously very interesting clubs, um, but also there's just so many, and a lot of them are going to be revolved around techno music, which is the style of Berlin. It's techno music, so I, I, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That it's it's more like the house techno side is forefront, while like the hip hop pop stuff is a bit more underground, which kind of makes it a bit you know unique of a city. So. But again, you know what? I want to take a shot to Berghain and Vilda Ren- which the- I can't say these fucking names, but there you go. Let's take a shot to <laughs> Cheers, bro. As an artist through the Soma moniker, it seems like things have been quite easy for you. <laughs> Therefore, do you personally feel like the music industry is easy or did you just happen to get a bit of lucky and blow up? Uh, yeah, it's definitely not easy. It's like super difficult to make it. Um, I mean, I like I didn't make it at all. <laughs> I just collected like a few streams on Spotify. That's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm working on this also for like years now. And my plan was always to have like a hit song, like minimum 100 streams on Spotify. But that is not even my goal anymore. Uh, because now I just want to do the music I like and then, uh, like build a brand. And obviously, obviously I want to have like streams, but like as it is now, I'm totally happy. And then, uh, maybe one day there will be this song that will take off. Um, but it is really, really difficult. And, uh, yeah, you need to work hard for years. Um, and like the secret is really, it sounds so stupid, but to never give up, to always keep on making music. Um, some people need to, uh, wait one year. Some people need to wait like 20 years until they make it. Um, and I think, yeah, if you can make like a bit of money from music, I think then it's already a success because that's already a hard part to actually make money from music. Definitely. Yeah, no, I think. I'm glad that you said that because <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who think it's like, oh, I'm going to start producing music tomorrow. And then by three months, I'm already going to have a massive hit out. And it's just like, mm, that's not how it actually works. Like you need to take the time and effort. And it seems like you have since you actually started producing music back in 2013 till now, where it's like you're now reaping the benefits. Obviously, if it's a new sound than you were doing before, but still you have the talent and you had the ability and it just happened to like line up at the right time and you partnered with the right people and so on and so forth obviously still you're 
relatively new. So you don't have a brand. So you still have to grow that. And that's the next step. And I feel like that's the big, big step to really be making money. Exactly. And to build this brand so people actually know you. Um, and that is like, again, that is hard work. I mean, imagine like I could stop now and then say like, okay, it's, I made like a few million streams and I'm happy, but that's, that's not it. I mean, you just need to keep on working on it and, um, yeah. And then yeah. eventually it will become like a brand and yeah, eventually you can make a lot of, a lot of money. So that's nice yeah. too. Um, but now as we roll into 2021, you have pretty much hit the ground running and you're set to hit the ground running with your music. Yet, do you feel like with your previous three releases already getting so many streams, there's a crazy amount of pressure to live up to them? Or are you kind of still just taking it one day at a time? Yeah, definitely. I'm taking it easy. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be like, I'm not, I'm not super young anymore. I'm not like 18 and I didn't just start out uh, last week. So I know how it all works. I know the business and like, there's no pressure. So I just try to enjoy it, try to enjoy making music. And that's it. Because I was like, I was doing this for years, like really like, you know, like, I don't know how to say that, but I was like stuck and I, re I really wanted to make it, but that is really something that could block you and even stop yeah. you from having success. So you should really just relax and just do what you, what you like. Sounds, sounds so easy, but that's the secret. Yeah. So you would say to any new producer, anybody really trying to make it, um, make their music go, I guess, a bit more viral or larger. Don't think that way. Just make music. Yeah, exactly. Don't focus too much on like, I want to have a hit. or I want to become like the next superstar uh, because that won't work. Just focus on what you actually love and that's making music eventually. And um, then if people will like it, um, they will show you love and then everything will happen by itself. Yeah. So it's and not obviously, like, don't... obviously surround yourself with the right people. You already said that it's really important to work with other people because it's impossible to make it uh, on your own. You need to work with other people, not only on the musical side, but also, for example, uh, like I work with Selected now, find the right partners uh, in terms of like business um, that can really help you and you can help them. And that's like how it works. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it all on your own. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. And choose yeah. them wisely. Like on also, I think it's also important that you actually like each other. So it's not only like for the reason itself, but like try to find people you like to work with where you feel comfortable that don't stress you too much. And then mm. I think it's a lot of fun to be on this yeah. journey. So I, I think a big thing that people kind of, well, when you're starting off or even if you've just started music, making music, you think, oh, I need to sign with a label right away or, oh, I need to do this, this, this. But I feel like you're kind of saying like, you need to just take your time. Like if the right label or the right group of people that you think share the same vision as you want to work with you, then work with them. But don't just dive in because somebody says like, oh, I'm going to get you this or, oh, I'm going to get you this or, oh, here's money. Exactly. That's it. Hey, yeah. and I think I think you're right there. You're right on point. And for somebody who's making quite a few streams so far, and is going to make a lot more, and has been making making music for quite a few years, I think 
you know exactly what you're talking about. So you know what? Let's take our final shot to that. Cheers. So your latest release was Howling on Selected. Do you then have any new music or new music coming out very soon? Yes. Uh, so my next track, as I already talked about, is coming out in one month, actually, in February. So end of February. And then another one is coming out end of March. So we got one track coming out each month, which is pretty yeah. cool, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> you already got music you, lined you up. You won't have to wait too long. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Perfect. For every fan of Soma, there you go. You have mu- new music coming out very, very soon. But again, with all that said, thank you so much, Nick, for being on the show with me, sitting down, taking shots, and chatting with me about your Soma brand. And everybody out there, please listen to Soma, listen to his music, and... um Follow us on Apple Podcasts, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, follow our page at Take a Shot With Me Pod as well. Thank you again, Nick. Really appreciate you being on here. And for everybody else, see you all next time. You had me howling.